0: The morning on April 23rd, 2021, the Talibs episode is called The Common Denominator. We need the Lord. That's the common denominator. We need the Lord. Some want one thing and someone wants something else. There's plenty of warms going around. Some people have financial woes, right? Others have family trials and tribulations. Others have job-related stress. Some people have health issues. The fight against systemic racism rushes on. There are people who deny it and say it's not real, or that it's not one-standing problem if it does exist. Others use it as an excuse to keep hate going. The bottom line is the answer is in the one that most of America disregards one way or the other. Now there are staunch-hard atheists, there's Cordon mill agnostics. There's lying in the sand, so-called Christians. And the area of great wanderers. And when all of them added up, would you have? No power. There is therefore no reason to wonder why things in the United States and the world keep getting worse. Now, through it all, we have one common denominator, we need the Lord, and we need him in a bad way. If you're an atheist, it's time to let go of the past hurts that made you become an atheist. You gotta let them go. If you're an agnostic, it's past time to make up your mind. After all, you don't know your last down on earth, do you? Now, if you are in the line, of me, if you're a line in the sand Christian, that means that you only want to go a certain length in Christ, and that's it. Well, if that's the case, you won't see or experience any supernatural events until you're willing to cross that line in the sand. That line don't only a scare tactic to keep you from experiencing the move of God. Now the area of great wanderers like the agnostics, have to make up their mind because those areas are gray. We get too scared to follow Christ and too scared not to. They're disappearing. You gotta make up your mind fast these days. You can't stand the fence. Now let's look at some things that keep agnostics in the area of great wanderers from coming to Christ. Let's see here what we got. Now they may think that Jesus is a white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed person. Well, here's just two things wrong with that, and they're both common sense. Number one, from that side of the world, the Middle East, People have pigmentation in their skin. It's too hot over there to be white, blonde hair, and blue-eyed. And now number two, which is the most important one. Whatever color Jesus was, doesn't matter one bit. He came to die on a cross for your sins and mine. The flesh profits nothing. Here's scripture from St. John chapter 6, verse 62. Jesus says, "The what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The word I have spoken to you, they are full of Spirit and life. So once as for all, I wish people, especially in America, what I stop arguing about is Jesus of black or white. It does not matter one bit. Listen to this verse again. Then what if you see the son of man ascend sin the way he was before? The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. Nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. The main thing is he came to die on the cross for your sins and mine. In him is life. You want to argue about the color of his skin? That's a problem in America now. We're arguing so much about the color of people's skin. And that defines them, we think. It doesn't define you. He said the words that Jesus spoke all during his teaching, all during his ministry, they're full of spirit and life. So life is in the spirit, not in the skin. Excuse me. So that should take care of the skin issue. Now, if anyone wants to continue to argue that issue after what I just said, then you must love to argue. Number two, another famous hang-up is that they feel the stories are too outlandish. Remember, we're talking about why agnostics and area of great wanderers won't come to Christ. Another famous hang-up is that they feel the stories in the Bible are too outlandish. Well, the first thing to understand is that you're not reading a newspaper or a magazine nor are you scrolling on social media. The Bible is a faith book and there's a true account where a supernatural God can do the miraculous when he sees fit to do so. In addition to that, human logic cannot and will not ever be able to make sense of the Bible. That's why the stories seem far-fetched. Because people are trying to figure out what their human logic can't do it. Now, number three. A possible third reason is that they figure if they come to Christ, they're going to lose their friends, people are going to make fun of them, and their life will become boring. Boring. All right, let's put those six feet under once and for all. A, that part about losing your friends. All right, let me tell you. If they're your true friends, they'll still be your friends after you have come to Christ. And on the flip side, in order for you to grow in Christ, don't consider it strange if you lose most of your so called friends. Once in Christ, it's imperative that you be around people who are going the same direction and love the same God as you. Remember, this is about relationship with Christ, and not about a do's and don't religion. He was like, oh, it's do's and don'ts, no it's not. Proverbs 17 and 17 from the NIV, it says this, a friend loves at all times. My brother is born for a time of adversity. So a friend loves at all times. So if they're your true friends, they'll be your friends after you come across. Because a friend loves at all times. So matter what you're going through, they still love you. They still care about you. And your brother, somebody even closer than a friend, he's born for a time versus adversity. So when you're going through, he'll be right there. When you're suffering, he'll be right there. Same thing with a true friend. They'll be right there. Because they love it all times. All right, let, let it be. When I said, people say, oh, people are going to make fun of me. Well, this, unfortunately, is part of the course. Since Jesus had to be mocked, ridiculed, lying on, what makes us think we're exempt? If God put his own son through that, what makes us we're getting off scot-free. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 12 in the NIV. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Now, might be, will be. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So there's no getting around it. I'm not saying you're going to be beheaded, but you know, it may be something verbal. St. John chapter 15, verse 18 and 19 of the NIV. If the world hates you, Jesus says to his apostles, and this is to us too now reading this. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, We will love you as it is known. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. So if you're going to live for Christ, don't be surprised to be hated. Now, not everybody's going to hate you. Don't be surprised when you are hated. Here's 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3-7 to from the NIV. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great great mercy, He has given us new birth into a lively hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the dead, into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, which is a greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though it's refined by fire, that your faith may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So if you're going through, you're not going through for nothing. That verse virtues, say a lot. That he, in his great mercy, when I say by any works that we do, but by his mercy he says this. Into a new birth, so you have a new life now into a loudly hope the hope that comes to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and because of that you have an inheritance that nothing can happen to it it can't perish, it can't spoil it can't feed and it's kept in heaven for you people say oh that's just that's just man trying to get you to pay attention to things that's not on the earth so he can grab it all and you will have nothing because it's so busy thinking about your inheritance in heaven. Well, guess what? Can't you see the, world, the way the world is going? That people are losing everything? So people are trying to grab what's down here. They can try and grab what's down here if they want, but it ain't going to last. And they probably ain't even going to get it. They're going to work hard for nothing. But we have this hope. That when the life is over, we're going to have some, something. Not just something. We're going to have an inheritance that can't fade, that can't spoil. He said, In all this, you greatly rejoice. Well, hopefully, we're rejoicing. Even though now we might be going through some sort of trials. But all these trials are for proving out the genuineness of our faith, is, your, is our faith for real. See, if you can keep going through and still say with God, that's strengthening your faith. That's proving your faith. That's what God wants to say. But if, if somebody says, boo, you say, well, I'm saved. I have faith. But as soon as a trial comes and Satan says, boo, you know, you jump and, and you want to quit the race. Your faith is not strong. Maybe it's not even genuine. Genuine. That's why you have with the trials come. Test your faith. I'm saying that to myself, but I need to hear that. Sometimes you have talk to yourself. <laughs> now one of the most common fears is that living for Christ is boring. Alright? Ask a zealous, saved young person is laughing Christ boring. Ask a seasoned older person is following Jesus a mundane experience there is always more to learn to experience and to hear in this race that will only become boring if you stop being persistent and consistent some other reasons areas of great folks and agnostics might be reluctant to come to Christ is that there have been no big miracles, like a Solomon Gomorrah case, the parting of the Red Sea, or a flood that wiped out humanity. Now each one of those cases had reasons that brought things to that point. It didn't just happen because God was uh, mad one day and said, let me wipe out people. No, that's not the reason. There was reason that it got to that point. Now something like that is not going to happen just because we wanted it to. I mean, after all, do you really want to experience a Solomon of Gomorrah or a global flood? That's selfish and murderous. Prophecy is what's happening now. While folks would be looking for a big disaster, you know, in order to possibly believe, believe in God, he's speaking all the time through other obvious things that are part of his prophecies. Like what you might say? Well plagues, for one thing, plague, plagues. The earliest recorded pandemic was 430 BC, Athens, or so Greece. Now it Pastor Olympia. Ethiopia and Egypt and then crossed the Athenian walls and two-thirds of the population died and now in 2021 we still have one in 2021 AD (laughs) we still have one now let's not forget things like malaria tuberculosis leprosy Influenza and smallpox. By the grace of God, there are treatments and for the most part, smallpox has been eliminated. But before the cure came, millions of people died. Another plague that's still relevant, locust invasions. And I just heard about one last week in Africa. I think my and. in Angola? 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 I forgot. Oh uh, Nambia I think it was Nambia. If you're if you're part if you're from that part of the world, you know it's still happening. Alright, racial tensions is another one. St. Matthew 24, verse 7. Where it's about nation against yes, nation, kingdom against yes, kingdom. Well, in the Greek, which which the New Testament was written in, the word "nation" is the word "ethnos," and "ethnos" is a race of people. Now, say if these names sound familiar. This spans different years; they're not all, they're not all recent, and not all that far away either. Derek Chauvin, George Floyd. General Robert E. Lee, David Duke, Breonna Taylor, CNN, Fox News, Native Americans, Ahmed Aubrey, Gregory McMichael, Travis McMichael, William Bryan Jr. Now since ethnostics are of people, they can all be in the same country and how would you say race relations are right now? So, areas of so area of great wanderers and agnostics. If you're in a quandary of where you should go, well, come on over to the log side. There's enough room for you, but not much time. Now, the common denominator we need the Lord. Are you from North America? you need the Lord. Are you from South America? you need the Lord. Are you from Europe? you need the Lord. are you from Asia? you need the Lord. Are you from Africa? you need the Lord. Are you from Australia? you need the Lord. You're probably not from Antarctica, if you are, the Lord. By the way, that's the seven covenants So I guess that means everybody. <laughs> in all these continents, people are suffering in some kind of way. If I were to combine some of the previous titles that I've done, it would probably it would be like, Open Your Eyes, He's Still on the Throne, The Cup, The Basic Gospel, are things starting to make sense yet? And love, hate, we got to learn the definitions. I think I'll use more than that. I could go on, but I'll stop there. The gospel cannot be forced fed into a person's soul. It can only be offered, and then the person can either reject it or accept it. So don't accept these lies. God can never love you. God doesn't exist and neither does a devil. God had no son. All those so-called Christians you see, praise the no Lord, they're all phonies. And they're just a bunch of ignorant, gullible, naive, and confused people. I think I've heard that one before a lot. It's amazing how somebody who's been on earth maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years can turn around and say that all Christians everywhere since the beginning of Noah because that's when they started calling the name of the Lord. All the way back in, in Noah's time up until now, they're all phonies. So you and your little 20, 30, 40, 50 years on earth, you've got it all figured out. Why not you be quiet, sit down, go in the corner and grab a cookie or something. Because you don't have it. How could you speak for gazillions of people and say, oh, they're all phonies. How do you know? You met them before? Maybe those lies again. Don't listen to these, all right? Don't ever just listen to these for. Especially. God can never love you. Huh? Ha. God doesn't exist and neither does the devil. Ha. God had no son. Ha. All those so-called Christians you see praising the Lord, all my are phonies. They're just a bunch of ignorant, gullible, and naive, confused people. Ha. Yeah, you keep believing those things. You're going to open your eyes in the wrong place when you die. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to tell you the truth and be tougher. Yeah, once you say it with a smile on your face. Because these are serious times. People have to get serious and stop taking this as a joke and taking it lightly. We've taken our soul too lightly for too long. I ain't telling you to hold your head down and walk around depressed all the time. But just know that it's serious. Now, have you heard these lies before? You're probably still hearing them. Until the Lord comes back, those same old statements are gonna be made in every generation. Now, I don't know how many generations we have left. We all need the Lord. When we get to the point of not wanting to hear anything about the Lord in the Bible, the sad state of affairs. Excuse me. When we look at turning to God it's only an expected saving, like, oh God, bless America. Excuse me. We keep putting them on an equal playing field with us. No. When things like this are in your heart, look out. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 from the NLT. This is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old golly way and walk in it. Travel its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. And that's what people are saying now. Oh, that's old fashioned. Come on, man. That's not the road we want. See, history repeats itself. The same things people said back then, they're saying them now. And probably I've never stopped. <laughs> but this is what the love says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old golly way and walk in it. The old golly way. You think young people want to walk in the old way? Must be kidding. Is said, travel is path, and you will find rest for your souls. Once you travel that old, golly way and walk in it, and you travel the path, then you'll find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. So that's why, in a way, I pray for pockets of, uh, Deliverance and stuff and people are coming come out of darkness and the light. I pray for things to uh, be delayed. You know, destruction and anything else to be delayed. But I know that destruction is coming no matter what. And that's why we warn people. Because when people start saying, no, that's not the role we want. That means they're going to do things their way. When people do things their way, it never turns out right. It may take a long time, but it's going to fall apart. And I see the world falling apart. And since man has chosen to go that way, it's going to keep falling apart. And prophecy is going to keep coming to pass faster and faster and faster. Because we're not turning. So humanity is just about there, just about that point, with the rapid ready for an antichrist. Baby, baby boomers, those who were born between 1946 and 1964, for the most part, they're considered by millennials and younger people than that, to be old and irrelevant to the current direction of the world. The sad thing may many baby boomers realize is that the younger generation lacks such things as common sense, social skills, patience, communication skills involving their mouth, not Google. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll Google this but they know, don't know something. They're going to Google it. Baby Boom with me my man mug, go into a library, or open an encyclopedia. What do young people say, no, I'll just Google it. Well, they have no communication skills of their mouth. Anyway, let's keep going on here. Now, don't get me wrong, they're super book smart. These millennials, they're very book smart, but the basics of life, many lack, and since the baby boomers are going off the scene, that means the world is going to be left to people who can program a spacecraft to go to Neptune, but they can't subtract 13 from 150 in the head. Must be 137 I believe. What? They'll say this is like what? Use a pencil and paper? To do math? What? So a button on a shirt? What? How to boil an egg? Oh, program your new phone? I got it. You can do that in 30 seconds. Okay, let's let's let them be, leave them alone. But all this lack, it's not their fault. See, when we adults could have been teaching them at home or elsewhere, we were too busy trying to stay young and cool, using the TV as a babysitter. Nowadays, what we use a babysitter is the iPhone, iPad, Xbox, PlayStation 5, etc. Here, play with this while I do this. Here, play with that while I, while I be 35 again. <laughs> Here, play with that while I go, go out with my friends. Now, may God, this is my prayer, may God help any future generation to know for the Lord may the younger saved generation have an impact on the unsaved younger ones. The younger saved folks have the zeal. But Lord, please supply them with the wisdom that they're going to need in these last days. Amen.